Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSB Magazine. Every company has a story to tell, from the small startup to the large enterprise, and everything in between. This is one of them. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Marco. Sean. I, I feel that uh, we get to peek behind the curtain today. Behind the curtain? That's kind of scary. But uh, <laughs> when you get in between the ears, when, when the ear change, uh, either you, you look back or you look ahead. And we just talked about this before start recording that it doesn't matter. You need to look backward to look forward anyway. So let's see what is behind exactly. the curtain. Exactly. What are we talking about today, Sean? <laughs> well, we, we get to have a, a ton of fantastic conversations with our friends in Perda. Um, a lot of the research they do and some of the things they see and, and how they get to help their customers navigate this crazy world of cybersecurity and application security and data security. And it's a lot of it is driven by research. And today we have the chance to actually learn more about that research. What's going on? What are, what are they looking at? And who better than the Oz himself <laughs> behind the curtain of heading up all this uh, all this intelligence and uh, I'm thrilled to have you on Nadav it's a pleasure pleasure to meet you and uh, excited for today's conversation thank you for having me well I want to be clear of one thing we, we're not thinking that you're like puffing smoke and making funny lights we you know the, the idea <laughs> of the Oz is kind of like you know foreseeing something but in a good way, not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, I, so. I didn't prepare any fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let, let's right. not look too much well, behind we, the curtain. <laughs> no, no, I think the point is we have, you have to look at things and then also look inside yourself, right? Um, so the intelligence is only as good as how you ingest it and, and use it in your own organization. And I think we'll probably touch on that as well but before we do can you give us a little background on who who you are what you're up to maybe what led you to to this role at Imperva? um yeah right um okay so a little bit about myself my name is nadav avital i lead the imperva threat research team in the last uh three years or so uh Prior to that, um, I did many threat research uh, roles, um, starting from security analyst, uh, security researcher, um, data science, a um, little bit of reverse engineering, so a little bit of little bit of everything, uh, really. Um, and going even further back, like my, my background and my roots are in uh, software development. Uh, this is like uh, how I got started with uh, everything. And uh, after working in Imperva, uh, I fell in love with the cybersecurity domain. And here I am. Yep. So 
I guess you, you always need a, a bunch of different experience to be able to get the bigger picture. It's, it's some recurring theme that I'm finding in a lot of conversation in cybersecurity, like you've got to be a little bit of a chameleon, but focus on, on a specific target, but, you know, look around and come from different aspects of the research. So I think you're, as we know, perfectly positioned to unveil these curtains, and then I'm not going to make that curtain joke anymore. But looking back, uh, 2023, is that uh, anything that really caught your attention, some trends that make you be like, okay, I can, I can really pay attention to these things here? Yes, look, so like every year is unique. Every year we have some like uh, new technologies, new uh, events that uh, shape our world. Uh, and 2023 was no different. Uh, we had uh, many new technologies uh, introduced, a lot of geopolitical events that uh, shaped uh, the way things are. And cybersecurity is, is no different to be affected like from these uh, two things. So when I look back at 2023, I think uh, there are a few things uh, that kind of like I would consider as top and like most prevalent uh, threats. So I think perhaps uh, starting with, I'm not sure like uh, this is like order of uh, importance, but uh, um, let's just start, <laughs> start talking about this and then, you know, we'll uh, see how it goes. So we had, uh, th this is not uh, something new, but uh, 2023, uh, I feel like had a lot of uh, events or a lot of uh, supply chain uh, attacks uh, that happened during 2023. Most recent one was the, the Okta incident. Uh, and prior to that, we had uh, a few others. I think perhaps uh, the most famous one or more like most covered one was the Movit uh, supply chain attack, uh, where many companies and organizations were affected by it. And we had a few more uh, during 2023. I feel like this was really big this year, uh, more than previous years. So this is this is like the first thing that I'm 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 thinking about. Um, other than that, uh, we had. A lot, and I mean like a lot of uh, distributed denial of service attacks. It's like uh, it's kind of a thing that never goes away. And 2023 uh, was was the same uh, in this in this uh, field. Um, we had, I think, um, probably like two or three uh, very dominant attack uh, groups. Uh, we had uh, Killnet, uh, Anonymous uh, Sudan, uh, and a few others that really had big impact uh, on the type of attacks and the magnitude of, the of attacks that uh, we saw. Some major companies were affected by it. Um, I think perhaps um, ChatGPT was uh, one of those, or OpenAI or one of those companies uh, where they like um, Ch the ChatGPT service became unavailable. Uh, also Microsoft uh, suffered from this uh, and then you know, 
the list goes on and on. So this is another big thing that happened in 2023. From what we saw in Imperva, uh, actually, we saw a lot of attacks on what we consider to be business logic attacks. Uh, and like, if someone is not familiar with the term, as business logic attack is an attack that targets flows uh, in the design and implementation of an application. Uh, and such, such flows can actually be, be exploited by attackers to manipulate legitimate functionality. Um, so one of the most perhaps uh, simple example for this is uh, authentication or like login process. Uh, this is something that almost every service or application has. This is something that you know is designed uh, for the application to have. It's something that is needed, is uh, crucial for the application to work. But attackers can manipulate this functionality and try to uh, run an attack to take over an account or to lock an account or create mass you know mass creation of new accounts and stuff like that so they're actually like abusing existing functionality uh it's not like a zero day or anything like this but it's another type of attack and and what we saw in 2023 was a lot of attacks a lot of business logic attacks coming uh, our way or our customers way uh with a, a major focus on apis so this is like kind of a Another like uh, an attack within an attack, but APIs are only getting uh, uh, more dominant API communication, uh, and attackers are not missing on this opportunity. And in 2023, we saw a lot of sh you know shift in in attacks towards APIs, and specifically in this category of business logic attacks. So actually, in 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 2020 in 2023. Uh, I can I can um, give as an example uh, two two incidents that that we saw in in Imperva. Uh, first one was uh, an airline that had its uh, search API scraped or heavily scraped by automated bots for flight information, and that resulted in over 500k of US US dollars. Um, in charges uh, per month for just for the API requests. The second incident was uh, an online bank that had uh, their login API targeted by a massive account takeover attack with over 2 million requests. And that caused a large uh, number of uh, account lockouts uh, and potential online fraud uh, in the hacked accounts. Um, so this is, Dom, I'm gonna, this is I want to yeah, pause you ahead. here because because uh, really good examples. Uh, so we have a, a few different things, and I I say different purposefully here in supply chain. You might connect that to APIs, but we'll discuss that in a minute. VDOS and business logic attacks to me are three potentially very different ways yeah. of doing things, um, some more, we can say visible, right? Some sit on the network, some sit on systems, some sit with, at the apps, some sit within the apps, some are um, 
sitting on services outside that our apps are calling. So I'm wondering how, where do you look for this information? What are you looking for? What are the signs that you're seeing? And how does that, because I'm sure some of that's uh, out on the, on the broad internet and the dark web, looking for signals, but then also working with customers as well. And where, where, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is what things do you see that others can't? What things should customers see but aren't looking for that together you pull you can pull together to say there's some signs we're seeing activity and this has a potential for impact and we're seeing impact uh, at our customers yeah okay so <clears throat> our so interesting question actually um so um, there are two Two categories here. Uh, there is um, oh, maybe three. Um, first one is open source intelligence. That's you know uh, that's available for I, I can say everyone to to search, but it's not really everyone. You have to know what you are looking for and where to look for it. Uh, so yes, it is available, but you need some expertise like to to get that information. Uh, so this is one source of, of intelligence that, that we get, uh, starting from you know, um, public uh, code repositories, uh, chats, forums, um, Telegram channels, Discord channels, social media, you know, everything. We have like a presence there and we're constantly monitoring all these resources. Uh, so this is, this is one thing. The other thing is, like you mentioned, uh, we have uh, the deep uh, deep web or the dark web uh, resources. Um, this is again something. Uh, it's not you know you need to have some knowledge uh, about what you're trying to to search and what you're looking for. Um, looking for stuff like proof of concepts, exploits. Um, discussions about like um, zero day vulnerabilities stuff like that and the third category which like makes us what like our knowledge unique is everything that we see from the sensors that we deploy uh, around the globe uh, and this is we have uh, like network of, of honeypots that we're using and also all the thousands of customers that we are actually protecting and like we see all the traffic and all the attacks on a daily basis on an hourly basis and this is like a major uh, huge huge amount of data um just uh to get some some perspective we're talking about trillions of web requests that are analyzed uh through the imperva network and like billions of, of attacks that are detected uh, each each month. So this is uh, a lot of data. And what we do in, in, in the threat research uh, group is we take all these different resources of, of intelligence and put them together to good use. Uh, so understanding what's what's coming, what's hot and what's not, um, 
what kind of like emerging threat we're seeing. And it's really nice, you know, in some way that you can see like the evolution of a risk or a threat to an actual like attack in, in the wild. And then perhaps like in some cases, like massive exploitation or campaigns that are uh, built on top of this. Well, we're really looking behind the, the curtain here. Now, the quantity <laughs> is definitely something that nobody can dub. I mean, you, you throw some number there that <laughs> quite impressive. Uh, what about the, the quality in terms of the sophistication? Are, because you throw the name there of, of attack that we heard before, you know, the DDoS and a bunch of other things. But um, of course, I'm going to throw AI in there. So you go with that if you want. And uh, in general, are we looking at more sophisticated thing or just the fact that it's easier to attack more in terms of the quantity? So quality is not just... Uh, so I, first I want to address like the AI uh, elephant in the room. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it was too early. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> um, so so first of all, um, quality like AI doesn't necessarily mean quality. Okay. Uh, just you know, put it out there. I'm sure that like everyone you know by now has experience has some experience with AI technologies, uh, and I think uh, most of us understand that you know. It's not like a magic uh, bullet to solve everything. Uh, Isn't? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Um, so you know, it's it's good as you know as you know as the data uh, it's been trained on, and the way that you operate whatever technology that you're using, um, and. Perhaps uh, I can say in some relief that uh, until now, uh, we haven't seen a lot of use uh, in AI technology in the attacks that we've seen. Uh, that's not to say that's not going to happen, but uh, so far, uh, from what we've seen, from what we're seeing in, in, you know, in real life, there is definitely a lot of a lot of threats and a lot of risks uh, around this technology. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm just saying uh, that according to what we see, they like didn't or haven't materialized yet. But uh, going back to your question, this was just like to address the the AI, AI part. Going back to your question, it's not just a matter of of quantity, like you said. It's like also quality, and quality is not just about like new technologies. It's also about like how you use existing existing technologies. Uh, so let me give you a very like perhaps simple example that uh, you know zero day vulnerabilities. Uh, so like the vulnerabilities. Uh, on their own category of vulnerabilities are not new. Like we have like the OWASP top 10 risk. It's been around for, I don't know, like dozens, dozens of years, uh, perhaps more. Uh, so like everyone knows like um, command injection and, and, and I don't know, like path traversal, uh, SQL injection, stuff, stuff like that. Um, um, and it's not new. 
but we're always surprised to see uh, how this kind of old categories always you know, turn up in, in new products, in new ways. Uh, and attackers are really, really good in, in both finding these vulnerabilities and also uh, exploiting them. So going back to, to, to the example that I started with, with the MoveIt uh, bridge, this was not some kind of like a novel technology or exploit that that, uh, that was created. It's like a very kind of like old and classic SQL injection vulnerability uh, that was found in their in the MoveIt um, file transfer uh, system. Uh, and attackers took it with two hands. Um, perhaps you've heard about the, the CLOP organization or CLOP cyber group uh, that made a fortune out of it, deploying this uh, attack, um, this ransom, they, 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 they created this ransomware attacks uh, based on the move it vulnerability, impacting more than 600 organizations. So, I mean, if you talk about quality, this is, you know, not always you have to go, you know, uh, to the most advanced thing to have like a quality attack. But uh, what I'm getting from this is more of a, of a more creative way to use the tool that you already have, right? A applying a different way to kind of something new with something old. That's where I'm going with this. Yes, and this is, this is just one example. Um, other examples of like quality attacks is, I think uh, what we're seeing in, in specifically, uh, and I mentioned that in business logic attacks. Uh, so business logic attacks are, in many cases, attackers are trying to mimic some kind of a human behavior and human characteristics uh, because it's about like, uh, this uh, business logic that you're like uh, an, op an operation or functionality that a human being would uh, would do. Uh, take for example the process of like a digital purchasing. Uh, so you need to you need to log into a specific service. Let's say you're buying shoes. Uh, so you need to log into I don't know like boots or I don't know anything else. Uh, you know, browse through the the, the, the variety of, of shoes that they have. Uh, choose the one uh, the ones that you know you like in your budget. Add them to your cart. Go to the check-in uh, page. Uh, do the do the payment. Uh, sorry, the checkout page. Do the payment. Uh, so it's a whole process and and. When we're talking about abusing this process, and this is, by the way, something that attackers really, really like to do is uh, automated purchasing uh, because there's an element of profit there. Uh, they're you know targeting sales and and limited goods uh, to you know to to buy very quickly, buy all the things that they can, and then you know sell it with profit. Um, so in, in this domain, what we're seeing is actually like very quick adaption of attackers to cyber defense technologies. Uh, so whatever we will use 
kind of detect this human behavior uh, or this uh, simulated human behavior, attackers will respond very, very quickly uh, and try to evade that. So we know it's not like just like all techniques that they're using. That's like a combination. It's a wide variety of things that, you know, whatever that they can use to make to make it work, to make their attack work. So do you see, I mean, years ago, we used to talk about low and slow attacks where the whole point, they weren't changing the attack method, they would just drag it out. So no signal would be so strong that, that it could be detected. Where I feel like today, perhaps, technology enables dozens, maybe hundreds of attacks in different ways to see what works and who cares if we get detected on one because we have 99 more operating somewhere else. Um, do you see where it's a matter of scale and trying different things in different ways against different targets that makes it easier for them to not get detected and then also harder for organizations to protect themselves? I like to, to think about this as like a uh, equation of, of uh, not, a, not an equation, but kind of like a ROI uh, kind of question. Uh, what's the return that like an attacker gets on uh, his investment? Um, if if uh, the the target is not you know is not worth the effort, it's not is you no know, so. Perhaps it's okay to use, uh, you know, well-known, easy, easy to develop or easy to use or cost uh, techniques. But if the the target is very lucrative, then you know, it might might be worth it for the attacker to invest time and resources uh, to develop some novel kind of an approach. Uh, to get to this uh, to get to this target, so it all depends, I think, on you know attackers' motivation on what they are trying to achieve, really. And and you have very like uh, you know, a lot of tools. Some of them are very easy to use. Uh, you know, perhaps like for you know. If you want to do like um, off-the-shelf tools, uh, you might get lucky. Uh, but you know, perhaps like the return on your investment, uh, you didn't invest a lot, but the return will also be like not very high. But if you're willing like to target like a very specific, I don't know, like a service or an application that you know for sure that behind it, you know, it's like, um, I don't know, like a bank, you know, service, uh, you know, that there will be a lot of. Uh, return on your investment. Uh, so yeah, it all depends on the motivation and, and you know. Yeah, talking about investment and, and money, I'm curious when we look at the business side of things, you mentioned at the beginning supply chain and other things driven by um, political and the fact reality uh, of things. So do you see like a prevalence of certain kind of consequences for the business, like loss of money, loss of business? Uh, um, I mean, what, what are they experiencing from what you see? 
Um, so yeah, impact on organization is can come in a lot of different shape and colors. Um, starting from financial losses, talking about you know ransomware, data breaches, uh, uh, where you need to restore you know systems from scratch. Uh, if we're talking about ransomware, uh, ransom attacks, uh, you need to like to pay like the ransom payments, um, regul- um, you know, fines uh, that you might need to pay um, because of regulation. Uh, so there is there is an aspect of uh, financial uh, loss. Um, operational disruption is another uh, big impact. Uh, you know, uh, attacks that leads to uh, disrupted operation, uh, downtime, loss of productivity, loss of critical data. Uh, so this is another another impact on organization. Uh, you know, we see it in uh, many times in, in DDoS. Uh, you know, especially when there is I, I mentioned that before when there is like. Uh, important event kind of like a very like a limited limited time uh sale or imagine that you have like a concert and you know there is only like a you know certain amount of time where you can buy the, t- the tickets uh so if that during that time uh you know the site uh, the ordering site is is down and you know, or not available that's a major impact on on you know the organization um you know another example was just you know just recently the holiday season uh, uh black friday cyber monday uh you name it if the retail site is down or not available uh this is a serious serious impact on on the business um and and can i can i pause you quickly enough cuz yeah. are there cases where a denial of service is used to take the public facing interface down and then the same group or another group working in collaboration leveraging APIs to continue purchasing behind the scenes uh, and, and manipulating the business logic to uh, to bypass the, the web interface well, so yeah, it's, it's... basically prevent Prevent the public from buying, and and we we suck up all the tickets behind the scenes through, uh, through different means. Yeah, so it's an interesting uh, question, and what what we've seen actually is kind of like perhaps the opposite of what your uh, what you describe. Uh, we've seen in in many cases uh, attacks that kind of start in one way, but kind of end up in another way. I'll give you an example. I did mention that banking application uh, that we were that we protect, and the attack started as an account takeover attack, uh, where the attacker tried to use millions and millions of credentials to take over customers' account, and since they were trying like too hard <laughs> kind of uh, you know put it this way this actually developed into a denial of service attack um where you know 
the site can become unresponsive suddenly you know just from the sheer volume of you know of, of the operations that they tried to do um, so yeah I mean um, it's, uh, it's not it's not exactly what you asked but it's kind of like a opposite yeah. direction to look at it um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not behind the curtain so I don't know that's why I, I, I hypothesize yeah. but I'm glad to hear you you have uh, the real good stories. <laughs> Yeah, and going back to, wanna... to the question of impact, uh, I mean, there is also an impact of you know reputation damage, and I did mention uh, legal and regulatory challenges. You know, when you have this kind of uh, attacks and breaches. And by the way, like interesting example, uh, I mean, it was just recently. I, I don't remember exactly like the the, the name of the attack group that did this, uh, but as you might know, in the United States, organizations are required to report to the SEC of any major uh, cybersecurity event. And there was this uh, attack group, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was Black Hat, but um, don't catch me here, um, that sent in, in the ransom note, uh, they told uh, the company, uh, if you don't pay out, we're going to report you to the SEC. Uh, so that's uh, you know another interesting angle that attackers are taking um, wow. in terms of, uh, you know just to get their what they're going for. That's creative. Now it's the it's the bad guy they're going to report you to the police. That's really new. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. That's wild. That's wild. Um, so Nadav, have, as we wrap here you talked about the that banking customer and the banking application and and you described a bit of what you do there to help at least identify what's going on and help protect them how and where does what you do fit into how you communicate with customers in terms of things you're seeing trends you're seeing activities you're spotting and how how does what you do then fold into not just intelligence and communications, but actual product um, capabilities that fold into business operations directly. So um, you can kind of prevent this stuff before it happens. Yeah. So two, okay. two so, parts there, the, the intelligence yeah, okay. and comms and then product based stuff. Okay. So I'll, I'll start with the, with the latter. Uh, so Imperva's threat research uh, group, is dedicated to protecting cyberspace and defending against uh, cyber attacks. And the research work, uh, it goes, um, not all of it, but big part of it goes into uh, Imperva's products, uh, Imperva products and, and, and solutions so that you know, our customers are safe and can be focused on, you know, what they really want to do on their business and not worry about all these other things, uh, all these you know, cyber attacks and you know all of this. So we're working with um, different functions within the company to take all the stuff that we see, uh, all the new uh, protection mitigation uh, that, that we develop uh to 
productize productize it and and put it into good use in Imperva's uh, solutions that are later on uh, deployed and and are you know, are used in in the real world. Uh, so that's uh, the second part of the question. Going back to the first part of the question. Um, so everything, uh, almost everything that we see and uh, learn uh, from threat intelligence and attacks that we see in Imperva Network, uh, we uh, report. So we report it uh, in blogs. Uh, we talk a lot. We talk in you know con security conferences. We have uh, newsletters, uh, we have monthly reports. Uh, so we try to raise awareness uh, as, much, as much as we can uh, in a wide variety of forms. Uh, I guess this, <laughs> I guess this is, is another type of uh, uh, you know, thing that we do to, to, to raise awareness. Yep, I love it. And yeah, to that point, I mean, we've, I'm looking back at some of the many conversations we've had we've had bad bot reports we've had uh consumer surveys uh insider threats retail supply chain um yeah terry gabby lo loads of folks on with us to talk about the stuff that you uncover related to and directly connected to different types of businesses different types of threats different types of industries and uh I thoroughly enjoy every one of those conversations, and it's great to actually hear your side of the of this equation, <laughs> which is all of this data you're constantly monitoring externally from your customers and, and the added value you bring from your team's uh, bright minds to bring all this together. And it's uh, a pleasure meeting and chatting with you, Nadav. Yeah, and I'm going to say something here because we, we pack all this conversation, and we had many. Like Sean said, with mm -hmm. Imperva, they're all on a page dedicated to Imperva on ITSP magazine. So I want people to, to listen to this, to go there, because there is a lot of different topic. Uh, we talk about AI with Ron Benatar. <laughs> that was a very fun conversation. There is one with Kunal. So, uh, I mean, I think it's a library of uh, knowledge that, uh, that comes from Imperva and that people should definitely check out and share and uh always a pleasure to talk with you guys it's uh either in behind or in front of the curtain it's always fascinating well i was happy to to be here <laughs> yeah very good and uh i don't know if you had any final words for those listening um how they can connect with you and your team um, yeah, we're just about to launch <laughs> a new uh, section in Imperva website dedicated to Imperva threat research. So there's, uh, you know, there's this to, to wait for. Um, but I mean, uh, you can browse in Imperva website uh, under the, the usually the blog, the blog section. You can find a lot of interesting things uh, that we report on. Um, not only attacks that we're seeing, but also attacks that we're uncovering. Uh, zero days, new vulnerabilities that we uncover ourselves. Uh, so just in the last year, we've uncovered, I think it was six or seven uh, unknown uh, security vulnerabilities in many different platforms. 
starting from Google Chrome, uh, OpenSea, NFT Market, um, and many, many more. So always interesting to read about this as well. So not only you know what we're seeing, but also stuff that we you know prevent from happening to other people and um, and the webpage that uh, hopefully will be up and running in the next few days. Perfect. Well, we'll uh, we'll include links to the blog and the research and make those available as soon as we publish this, and and we'll be sure to alert our audience uh, as to when the the new research page comes up so uh everybody can stay tuned for that and of course the uh, imperva list directory listing uh will will have all of this uh available to you as well so nadav really appreciate it um i hope to have you back on again um of course we're going to chat with other folks throughout imperva uh looking at this the work that you do through different lenses but it's always great to get get some behind the scenes so hopefully you'll join us uh, on a future episode and thanks, everybody, for watching and listening here. And uh, be sure to share this. I think the one takeaway for me, Marco, is th this isn't just security. This is, this is impacting business operations through business logic. It sounds like we need to include business folks in this conversation as well. So everybody listening who's in cyber, uh, be sure to share this with your uh, business counterparts so they understand uh, what the impacts can be. Couldn't agree more. All right. So thanks, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. I'm glad you agree, Marco. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you learned something new and the story made you think, then share ITSBmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.